radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. Scoop and Poop with your favorite hosts, Giuseppe. That's pretty terrible right there. And Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. With producer Tony. I will kill a man to improve my status. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. It's already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. You're lacking professionalism on the microphone. Hey, fellas. I love the podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Super Bowl recap hybrid end-of-year show fantasy football scoop and... I am your host, Tony. With me, we have Turtle on the line. So, hello, Turtle. Hello, Turtle. And Bishop is still off uh, this week. I think he's traveling, uh, so he is not able to join us. And that's a shame because I would really like to talk to him uh, after what happened the past two weeks. Uh, (laughs) But joining us, we have... The 2021 league champion, Giuseppe from Milan. How are you doing, Giuseppe? How's it going, guys? Thank you for having me on once again. Hopefully the ratings didn't decline too much last week, and my presence this week will will continue to, to keep things afloat. Yes, you're back back to annoy our listeners yet again. You're still in the country, uh, but a little bit sunnier from what I understand. Correct. I am currently in Sarasota, Florida, and I will be here for the next, I don't know, like seven days or so before heading back to Milan and the cold. How, how cold does it get there? I'm just curious. Uh, It gets to like, I would say the 30s. Okay. It's pretty cold. No, I'm not. I don't know much about Milan. Like, is there mountains in Milan? Is that like uh, one of them places yes. There's, yes, yeah. The if you go north, um, you can you can see uh, mountains. It's not. I don't know if it's necessarily in Milan. It might be just outside of it, uh-huh. but it's definitely close. They're within like, like you can see them visibly. Like while I was driving on the highway to the IKEA in Milan, and in the background you could see white-topped, uh, snow-capped mountains. How how are the how are the meatballs in Italian IKEA? Are they are they comparable? Are they better? What, what's the deal there? I've never eaten at American IKEA or an Italian IKEA, so I cannot confirm or deny the uh, the way the food tastes or anything like that. I did buy a bag of potato chips at IKEA in Milan because they had a sour cream and onion flavor, which are impossible to find in Italy. Really. And yeah, and it was decent. It really wasn't as flavorful, let's say, as, as an American version. Turtle, do you ever have the the meatballs at IKEA? The Swedish meatballs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yep. See, that's yeah. Just... The first time I went, I I did the whole. You know, I wanted to have the experience and take it in. Sure. So. Yeah, just, yeah. When, I, I, when I'm shopping for furniture, the farthest thing on my mind is <laughs> is meatballs or or any yeah. kind of food. Really, I mean. 
I, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> what I want to do when I get to Ikea is I want to be there for exactly what I need and then get the fuck out of there as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the, the point. You go there. The worst part is everything is it's as if you're on a roller coaster without actually being in a, in a seat. Because the way the stores are laid out is everybody has to follow the same exact path. Yep. Down every section, every aisle, or whatever the case may be. So you could need something, let's say, you know, for your kitchen or whatever the case may be. But you have to go through the bedrooms, the dining room, all that crap before you get there because the way their stores are laid out, you can't just like skip around. It's not like a grocery store or a hardware store or anything like that. So you're basically locked into a trip that takes a good hour minimum purely because of the way it's laid out. Yeah, and it's 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 a it's a disaster every time we go because my wife loves to touch everything when we go shopping. <laughs> like so at IKEA, you can imagine there's thousands of things to touch and pick up yeah. and you know, oh, we should get this and then at the end of the at the end of the trip it's like $400 later and we have a cart full of crap and like I'm here for shelves. I don't need anything else. What the hell are we doing here? Yeah. Exactly. It's it's definitely a place that I mean, you basically need need to go there, right? There's a lot of things that are worth the trip, but it's also a very, I mean, it's just a terrible experience because of how much you have to go through in terms of yeah searching it out. And then that's the other thing, too, is you find the, the item, then you have to go down two levels <laughs> yeah. to find the right aisle and row or whatever that it's actually in. And then load it onto a cart and take it home and and try to put it together with not a single word on any of the instructions. Yeah, you got to, like, take a picture of it, the the tag with your phone or, like, write it down on a piece of paper that they give you. And it's like it's like a goddamn scavenger hunt. Like and you got to build it yourself. What the fuck? Yes, exactly. And if you take what I I learned this in the Italian one, I don't know if it's like this in the U.S. ones or not, but if you take the wrong type of shopping cart. It won't let you exit the store with it to take it into the parking lot. There's only certain ones that are, let's say, built or however you want to word it to be uh, able to leave the premises of the store. Other ones are like, no, no, no. These are (laughs) in-store shopping carts. They don't have bags or any sort of mechanism to get you your shit out of the store. Yeah. So that became a problem for Ashley and I when we went and we had to basically hunt a cart that was able to be taken out and like kind of steal it when people weren't using it uh, to go out there. It was, it was a brutal experience, but yeah, just live and learn, I guess. Yeah. It's gotta be hard carrying back all your Ikea stuff on a Vespa scooter. Cause I'm sure that's what you're, that's what you're driving uh, over there in, in Italy these days. But uh... yeah, especially in the winter time. Yeah. When it's 30 degrees. Yeah. Well, uh, this is the, this is the Super Bowl recap uh, playoff recap. Last show of the season, and 2021 was a fucking weird one, guys. Very, very strange year. Uh, we had a team that might might have been the greatest fantasy team of all time uh, bounce in the first round and bounced even farther from that, as we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, just I was just looking over the uh, <clears throat> the top players at each position, and... Uh, there's a couple that struck my mind, and the first one being Cordero Patterson, number eight scoring running back. <laughs> this guy's been in the league 
as a kick returner slash wide receiver for nine seasons. And all of a sudden he's a top 10 running back. Uh, I mean, when it was first going on, I said, there's no chance that uh, he could keep it up. I think turtle, you said no chance he could keep it up and he kept it up. So I, I don't know. You want to eat some crow on that one turtle with me? I said he couldn't keep up the five catches, three touchdowns thing. He then turned into a running back after, but yeah, I mean, same, same thing. I, I didn't uh, think he was going to remain doing what he was doing. I mean, I, look, I, I will agree that nobody saw this coming, but at the same time, this, with the exception of Jonathan Taylor, this is probably one of the worst years in terms of running back production in the history of fantasy football. Derrick Henry is the number 10 fantasy running back, guys. He has not played since like half of week eight. Yep. That was my next, so, that was my next point. <laughs> oh, sorry for stealing your thunder. That's okay. <laughs> I, it, it's not a problem. Uh, yeah, he was, he was on a, a crazy pace at the beginning of the season. Uh, and yeah, got hurt in week eight and he's still a top 10 back. Um, just the injuries, the COVID, uh, the just weird shit going on in fantasy football in 2021 and the running back position is just, it's just, it's just strange. It's just really fucking weird. And then, uh, I think there's only three guys from 2020 who were in the top 10 that are in the top 10 in 2021 or like a very, it's like a very small number. It's like Derek Henry, um, let me look it up, I guess. It would be Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, um... Very, very strange year. Very, 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 very. And, uh... I think, wasn't there a, a notable tight end this year, too? Wasn't it Mark Andrews? I think it was Mark Andrews. Yeah, Mark Andrews almost scored 200 points this season. That's That's incredible for a tight end. Uh, I think he, he would have been the number six wide receiver if those positions were combined in RT sports. So that's, that's pretty incredible and noteworthy right there. Um, uh, at the beginning of the season, everybody thought, oh, it's Travis Kelsey. He's the number one, like by a mile. And then he wasn't, he's number two, uh, by a good amount. So, uh, it, it's just been a weird year and, uh, I guess we'll just cap it off and we'll talk about the rumble first. How many rum participants? We had five participants, I believe, in the rumble this year. What a sad showing. Where the fuck are you guys? Yeah. I know I got zero goddamn chance to win this thing, and I threw my $10 in to participate. Participate. $10. Jesus Christ. I'll pay it for some of you guys. I mean, good Lord. You guys got money fucking rolling over? You can't even participate in the end of the year rumble? Sad. Disgusting. Disgusting. I hate you. Insulting. <laughs> Turtle with the I mean, fire. I agree with Turtle's you. Turtle's right. He's I agree with right. you. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. It's fucking $10 to participate. You don't even got to set your lineup. Just fucking throw your $10 in and, and throw something on the message board. I, I know I have zero chance to win this thing, <laughs> but you know, I'm on this podcast. I'm a part of this league. I figured, hey, why not fucking participate? Yeah. Good Lord. Speaking of not. At the end of the day, it's it's a way of, you know, but I guess people just don't don't have interest in the league past, the, like if they don't make the playoffs, like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to shut it down. But really, it's the whole point of the Rumble and stuff like that is so that way we can keep engagement with people 
you know, even who, who aren't in the playoffs to keep them, you know, interested because everybody looks forward to fantasy. Well, I mean, I don't know about nowadays, but I know historically everybody looks forward to fantasy football and stuff like that. And it's a way of extending it and keeping it entertaining, but clearly it's not doing the job anymore. So maybe the rumble needs to go away. I don't know. <laughs> and like this year's rumble was two weeks. So it's kind of your best chance to ever win it because you can have like two pretty solid weeks and I think be okay here. It's not a it's not a one week uh, blow your load rumble like it, it has been in the past. So um, yeah, only five participants and they were uh, Turtle coming off hot. I was in the rumble. Mike was in the rumble. Bishop was in the rumble. And BDI. Uh, that's it. BDI. BDI. BDI was in the rumble. Um, yeah, but look at the teams I fucking am going against. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, Nitro, uh, Tony. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've still put my money in. Yeah, I, I guess we should talk about uh, how the teams did. Uh, beat, just real quick. Uh, BDI only put up 60. As you mentioned, it's only 10 bucks. He was down. He was in it. He was he was ready to go. Uh, it's just nothing really, nothing really good to speak of on his team. Uh, Turtle, you had an 80 spot, which is pretty respectable. Um, <clears throat> you got 12 from Alexander Madison, taking over for Dalvin Cook. Uh, who else? Uh, you had Chase Edmonds put up 19, which is a pretty good game. Chase Edmonds, winning. yes, very good. Uh, I actually led the way here with 112. Boy, I really got the points when I didn't fucking need them. Jesus Christ. Anyway, Damian Harris coming off of uh, injury with three touchdowns. Uh, Buffalo Bills quarterback getting it done, 27. Uh, you know, Debo Samuel still continuing to produce in, like in, at an incredible pace. And uh, I'm going to take the lead in the Rumble Week 1. I didn't talk about the uh, other two participants because they were in the third-place game. So Mike and Nitro... For third place, uh, a couple like a hundred something bucks, something like that on the line here. Just up, is that correct? I believe it's one fifty off the top of my head. So nothing to nothing to snarl at. You know, one hundred fifty bucks is great. It's it's already on top of divisional winnings, so you know this this game meant something. And uh, <clears throat> Nitro was the favorite, and he had a good week, ninety six points. Joe Mixon. I was a huge Joe Mixon denier. Uh, when when he took him in the first round, I thought he was crazy. Um, but the guy has just been producing all year. He got two touchdowns, 24 points. Uh, Devontae Adams, a huge game. Two touchdowns, 26 points. Cooper Cup. Finishing off, I think, one of the greatest uh, receiver years in fantasy history. 14 points, uh, no touchdown. <clears throat> but then he did it. He did have some duds, Giuseppe. A couple duds here. Um, Baltimore Ravens defense only scoring three points, but he ends up losing points because they got shellacked, so he lost negative five off of that. And Tom Brady and Gronk. He played both of those guys. Only one touchdown for Brady, 10 points. Gronk, only one catch. And uh, I'd say, like, 96 points, that's a good week. But it's not, uh, you know, 
Mike's got a good team. He's got an explosive team. So he had a shot. I think he was chasing points going into the, uh, I know he was, into Monday Night Football. But let's just yeah. talk a, bit, a little bit how he got there. <clears throat> Pretty steady week from all his guys. Nobody, like, exploded except for one player. Um, he got a dud game out of George Kittle, two points. Uh, Najee Harris, 11. Monk, David Montgomery, 18 points. Um, Justin Herbert, Herbert, sorry, excuse me. Uh, pretty dud game. They got their ass kicked by Houston. <laughs> Did you guys watch that shit? I had it on, or I had Red Zone on, on and off, and that they kept showing that game, and I was shocked every every single time. Davis Mills is quietly having probably the best rookie season out of any of the quarterbacks that were drafted. And they they basically led almost wire to wire. And Herbert did not have a good game. He threw a couple of picks. One of them was a pick six. And it was like into triple coverage. Like I had no idea why he was throwing it when the game was... They were trying to make a comeback. Yeah. And that kind of sealed the deal. It was a very very surprising result, that's for sure. For a team that's, you know, trying to get a playoff spot. But who has also historically shit the bed when it comes to either blowing leads yeah. or just underperforming in, in games that they should be winning by a lot. That's why Anthony Lynn got fired last year, and <laughs> nothing's really changed this year. Well, I, it, not, like, not a lot of boom games here for Mike. Just slow and steady. Like Almost every one of his players scored double digits. He got 10 out of a kicker. He got 10, 10 out of Kyle Pitts. And that leads us... To Monday night football and uh Mike was chasing 23 points it looks like um and it comes down to his Miami Dolphins defense versus the New Orleans Saints and Turtle do you know who played quarterback for the Saints uh no <laughs> I have no idea <clears throat> Legit, no clue. I did not watch this game. I didn't care to watch this game. I hated fantasy football at that point, so well, I didn't care. Jameis Winston's hurt. Taysom Hill, I believe, is hurt. Trevor Simeon either is hurt or on COVID. I can't keep up anymore. So number four in the depth chart, Ian Book out of Notre Dame. Apparently, he is the first quarterback named Ian to ever start an NFL game. Did you know that, Jacep? He's I also did. the last to with the name <laughs> of Ian to ever start an NFL game. Get the fuck out of here, dude! <laughs> yeah, first. Yeah, I did because I believe Ian Rappaport tweeted about it. Yep, that's where I saw it. Kind of funny. Absolutely. Yeah, first and last, probably turtle is correct because he was hot garbage. I mean, I they also were without both of their starting tackles so you throw in two backup tackles and your fourth string quarterback and it's going to be a bad time and he got sacked eight times he uh he threw two interceptions but most importantly threw a pick six so that's easy points for mike and uh, they actually had a, uh, a a fumble recovery for a touchdown turned over but um that that would have sealed it early, but Mike like so he needs twenty four points to win or something like that, and uh, ends up getting twenty six. And with the miracle comeback, this all came down to uh, 
Miami holding the New Orleans Saints to three points. So he got seven bonus points at the end. And uh, I was watching it, and I couldn't believe what was going on. Giuseppe, I think I mentioned that uh, Mike was close, and then you're like, oh, wait, he already got there because I forgot to deduct the five points from his defensive loss. So, um, yeah, talk about talk about this roller coaster of a, of a game. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because um, I was talking to Santino on the phone as the game was going on, and at that point, Miami had – I mean, they had, the pick six was the second attempt for Ian Book, so that had already happened. And I was just talking to him about the fact that um, it would be kind of it would kind of be hilarious if Mike was able to pull off this victory and primetime goes from you know twelve and two number one seed top you know five players at every position or whatever and not even getting any of the money. And I said that kind of like tongue in cheek, not thinking that it could actually happen. But then they kept sacking <laughs> yeah. like over and over and eight, over again. Eight sacks every <laughs> every time this guy. Drop back for a pass. He had he had a he had a dolphin in his pocket. It was in, it was insane. So at that point, then you know it became you know very much a reality as long as they could hold them to the to the three points that they had scored. But there was a lot. There was so much time left. But the, the time continued to roll, roll on, roll on. And then you had said something to me, Tony, and that's when I double checked the, the scoring and I noticed that the the Baltimore deduction had not had taken place yet. So then I added that in and figured, did the math. I'm like, oh, okay, he'll get there as long as they don't score because the seven will put him over. And it sure, surely it did. Yeah, uh, it, it really is a penthouse to 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 shit house here in two weeks. You know, uh, what a, what a what a crazy finish for prime time. Um, man, it's just you you rip through the entire league. And you get you bounce to the wild card, and then you lose in a heartbreaking fashion in the third place game. But the person that's really pissed off is Kowalski. Yeah, you know, he, he he trades him Devontae Adams for a second round pick, thinking, "Oh yeah, this is no problem. This is actually going to be a first round pick because he's going to win the league." And nope, now it's like the fourth pick in the second round. So sorry, Kowalski. That's what happens when you trade picks. Uh, so congrats to Mike. Um, you know, don't want it to be lost on, on what what a good season he had. He had, uh, you know, he won his division. He had a good team and uh, just got a miracle at the end. And, uh, you know, it was a Christmas miracle for Mike, I'm sure. Well, I mean, again, at the end of the day, it comes down to knowing your personnel. He had a 99% Murr. Einstein had a 67 yeah, Prime time had the guys there. He just played the wrong guys, and there was a lot of questionable decisions in the lineup, especially the Ravens' defense. Because if you've been paying any attention to what's been going on, their injury slash COVID list is a mile long. Yeah. They lost the first time they played Cincinnati at home, <laughs> so I don't understand why you would not play the Rams' defense. Is the Rams have the best record in the NFC? Minnesota. I mean, we've no. I mean, I guess primetime was a previous Kirk Cousins like like owner but yeah yeah but like they don't he doesn't win against teams that are good like it's just a proven fact like the two things he typically has not done in his career is winning like primetime games and get unless vaccinated they play the bears like yeah. and <laughs> you know win against like teams over 500 and yeah. you know that it, it sure enough they put up 14 points on his bench and i just that that one kind of blew my mind like you know the Gronk thing I can kind of understand it because they're playing Carolina bad opponent the two main receivers in Evans and and, uh, Godwin were out 
So I can kind of see that decision over maybe Renfro, but the defensive one, I, I would, I, there's just, for me, there's no reason that, that you, you make that decision, but I don't know. Renfro or Aaron Jones. I mean, like yeah. he had played one of those two all season long, and then we got here and now Gronk comes in for the cleanup. I don't know. I get exactly. it. Like, I mean, it's tough, but you, you got to stick with who the fuck got you there. Mm-hmm. And in a and if he's if he's doing his mock draft, he doesn't have Gronk going in the first round, but he's got Aaron Jones going there. So why are you putting him on the bench? <laughs> You're like always, never bench your studs is a, is a something I've been saying. You know, as long as I can breathe when it comes to fantasy football, and it's because odds are they're the ones who are going to get you there. I mean, yes, this year was crazy, especially this the last week of the season with so many of them like laying an egg. But you still, at the end of the day. You, I don't know. Do you want to say that you went down fighting or you went down, you know, trying with to outsmart the situation? You went, yeah, you with went down with Gronk. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, congrats, Mike, uh, on a third place finish. Like I said, he had a great year. Um, and uh, hopefully you can get that PS5, you know, uh, that extra 150 <laughs> might help you out. And then uh, I guess we're going to get to the Super Bowl here. Um, so we had uh, Giuseppe's the Ted Lasso way. Uh, versus Santino's Wolfpack. You can't see me. You can't see me. And uh, this one did not live up to the hype. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Giuseppe takes the victory here, one twenty-one to seventy-seven. I was hoping for a nail biter. I was hoping for a back and forth kind of kind of matchup, but it just didn't. Santino just couldn't couldn't run with you this week. Um, so this is your fifth championship giuseppe correct correct and congrats yeah. to you uh i guess you didn't need a fool ass nobody this week um no i didn't want to like i said i didn't want to jinx the mojo because this is a very let's say particular season for for me and it, it felt fitting that if i was gonna you know be fortunate enough to win it I think winning it as the Ted Lasso way would make a ton of sense. When I started off like on like a house on fire, then I had all of those problems happen in the middle of the of the film, and then at the very end, you know, I still find a way of of winning the championship and defeat the odds, just like the scripts in Hollywood. So I figured at this point, I need to keep keep the team as the Ted Lasso way. Yeah, and uh, Santino, uh, you made it. To, you made it all the way. You, you finished second. That's 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 a great season. Uh, you you had some adversity yourself with uh, losing Christian McCaffrey uh, pretty pretty early on, and uh, literally, <laughs> literally <laughs> lost him. Yes. Um, <laughs> so why, since we got you here, Giuseppe, and I know you like to talk. Uh, so why don't you why don't you talk us through your matchup like the timing of all the players because th- we had some Christmas Day players on your t- your your side and uh, just just the overall flow of this matchup. Yeah, sure. So the first game was uh, the Thursday night game, which was Tennessee against San Francisco, and Santino played the Titans defense, which I thought was um, an interesting selection. Not that Buffalo is a better matchup against. The, the Patriots, but I thought that Tennessee was was probably going to struggle against San Francisco, and they were. They were actually down 10 nothing early on, but Jimmy Garoppolo kept turning the ball over and putting the Tennessee Titans in plus field position, and so he ended up getting eight out of his defense and not any negatives, and that was kind of surprising. 
then we, we we went into the Christmas games, and there were two of them. The first one was Cleveland Green Bay, and I had two guys going in, Rodgers and Nick Chubb. And both had pretty pretty good games. Rodgers had 22 points. Nick Chubb had 19. And so I was feeling pretty good at that point. I forgot, was there... There was a second game um, on Christmas after that, but I don't remember what it was, nor did I think it have an impact in this in our fantasy matchup so i'll skip over it because i can't even remember what it was we got into sunday and um santino i was i was worried about his wide receivers because i think that his wide receivers are are better than mine and they had good games like chase put seven for 125 jefferson had eight for 116 but they just didn't get in the end zone and that really hurt so you got 12 out of each of those guys which again is, is and is Joe good, Burrow but... threw five goddamn touchdowns, I know. <laughs> and Jamar Chase didn't get one of them. That's crazy. Yeah, because T Higgins got two. I think Boyd might have even gotten two. Um, yeah, it was just weird that Chase didn't because he had a, he had a good game, but yeah, that 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 hurt him. And then Gage just didn't really have uh, m- much going on there, and that was like the early games. And then for me in the early games, I think I had Mark Andrews who had a really really great game. He had, he put up twenty. Uh, Saquon did nothing for me in the early game. Uh, oh, Justin Jackson I had in the early game, too. So, uh, yeah, let me talk through that piece. So, on Friday, I believe it was, I, I found out that Ramondre Stevenson got COVID and um, Gabriel Davis, who I picked up, <laughs> and uh-huh. it fully intended on starting. So, I cut um stevenson because there's no point in using the covid list for the last game of the season <laughs> and i picked up justin jackson who went to glenbard north high school by the way which is the high school that a lot of us go panthers in the league went to. go panthers and i picked up emmanuel sanders and it's funny because i was going to pick up isaiah mckenzie but then i read that sanders like was going to play so i picked up sanders instead and i had sanders in my lineup but then i said you know what i'm going to go with jackson because i kept reading about how bad Houston is at stopping the run. And I figured, I actually even saw that Austin Eckler tweeted out to people he, he to like start Justin Jackson this week. He's going to have a good week, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, well, whatever. Uh, can't lose here at this point, uh, playing with house money. And yeah, he had a monster game, 26 points. He caught eight for 90, 98. I was not expecting that to happen. Yeah, that's, a, that's an and, Austin Eckler game. That's what. That's exactly what that is. Yeah, and I just thought that maybe um, he was going to split a little bit more time with Joshua Kelly, if I'm being perfectly honest. But at the end of the day, on 19 touches, he put up 26 fantasy points. So it's not like he was uh, the bell cow by any means. It just happened that he scored during those opportune times. Uh, Adam Thielen got hurt for me during the game. I think he he caught uh, the second pass, and then like the way that he got tackled was the guy kind of grabbed him by the ankle, and he is nursing a weak ankle. And he came back in the third quarter, caught another pass, and like that was the end of it for him. Um, but, I mean, overall, 121 points. Oh, and then the Cowboys defense at that point. Like, it, it really was over, kind of, sort of, because I think Santino just had Miles Gaskin left, and Dallas was playing in the Sunday night game, and they put up another monster game. They put up a ton of points the last time they played Washington, and they were able to surpass it by one point this time around. I was kind of worried, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, by... Mahomes, because he had 258 and three touchdowns basically in the first half. Uh-huh. And seeing what Joe Burrow did, they did, they did not like take their foot off the gas. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if Kansas City is going to do the same thing. 
but they they totally relented and by i think the beginning of the fourth quarter uh they had their backup quarterback in for Mahomes and they were they were basically running the ball and and doing not doing a ton so uh, Mahomes probably I, I was worried about you know him getting like a 40 bomb or something like that but then um it, that didn't happen and then Dallas like I said just put a huge number and I think I was going into the Monday game I was up like 50 something and he only had Miles Gaskin so Santino actually called me during the Monday night game to congratulate me and you know we yeah. we, we talked a little bit about it but yeah overall I was very happy with it, but I would say it's the least uh, stressful Super Bowl I've had because I really wasn't paying too close of attention to the games. I was hanging out with my nephew. We were watching the the Bills Patriots game because that was the the local game during the early games, and that was a fun game to watch, especially if you're rooting against New England because they couldn't really do a whole lot against Buffalo. And yeah, we, it was mostly you know family stuff. I wasn't I wasn't focusing too much on it because, like I said, you know if I were to lose, it's not a big deal. My Super Bowl was when I knocked prime time out uh, in the in the first round because you know he was twelve and two. He was you know shitting all over my team and my excuses and everything else all year. And so I'm like, you know what? For me, if I if I knock him out, that's that's all I needed to do. And so getting into the championship game was like I said, it was gravy for me. Yep. Well, congrats on your uh, first place finish, and uh, now you can uh, you have a whole set of rings on one hand. So, congrats on that. Uh, yeah, the the championship was during Christmas this week, as it always is. But there was actually football on Christmas. So, Turtle, how was your Christmas? Did you did you watch football? Did you kind of tune out, or uh, how how was how was the weekend for you? I watched a little bit of Red Zone, and that was on mute. I didn't care. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch much football this weekend. Yeah, not kind, much at all. Kind of same with me. I, I watched a little bit of the uh, the Patriots game, and I actually, when I saw the news that Nick Foles was playing quarterback for the Bears this week in Seattle, uh, it's a it's a three o'clock start. Uh, the day after Christmas, so I got a I got a a bunch of shit to do at the house. I made it a point to not watch the bears. And that was the first time in my eh, first time that I can remember that I didn't watch the bears while they were live. And I could have, you know what I mean? Like sure. Things have come up with like parties or like, you know, things that I, I can't watch football during, but I, I could have on my own free will. I, I made it a point to not watch bears football. And you know what? I had a lovely Sunday without it. I know, I know the bears came back and won that game, but I don't care. Like if Justin Fields isn't playing, I don't need to watch. And, uh, I had, I had a great Sunday and, uh, I do not regret it one bit. Super Bowl MVP, Nick Foles. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> Well, we did get one email. There's a letter in your mailbox. I bet you can guess who it's from. Would it be Hattori Hanzo? It would be. So Hanzo sends an email titled Italian Burger King. Congrats to Giuseppe Goodell. It took a festivist feat of strength to defeat the juggernaut of Ditka. He can now buy a Vespa to ride to the Italian Burger King around the corner. Santino's loss was too much anguish for John Madden's geriatric heart to bear. (laughs) So thank you for that email, and thank you for the season of emails to everybody. 
Hanzo, Kowalski, Mike, everybody who's sent emails, uh, thank you very much for contributing. The show could not exist without some contribution from the league, and we do appreciate it greatly. And uh, what is this Italian Burger King? Is this a, f- a place you frequent uh, in Milan, or what's the deal here? I did try Burger King in Italy the first time I was there because my apartment um, when that I was staying in the first time was close to one. And it was subpar. I was disappointed, to be perfectly honest with you. So at Italian Burger King, do they have like lasagna or other Italian, uh, you know, marketable uh, food items? No. So that's the other thing, too. I didn't look super close, but let's say the number of, uh, let's say, unique items is much less than what you would see on a McDonald's menu from Italy. Okay. The McDonald's menu for Italy has a ton of stuff, especially when it comes to like breakfast stuff, a different world, the stuff that they, they have. Versus the the U.S. breakfast menu, but even just the regular menu has a, a ton of alternative or unique. All right, let's what's, say what's the weirdest thing at McDonald's or Italian McDonald's? Um, weirdest thing for me that I guess just like because I think of like the way of an American McDonald's is is they have like sweets, like pastries. So it's like a bakery. You know what kind I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they have like Italian pastries, and they have like an espresso machine, like one, like which is also <laughs> weird to see at McDonald's. Do they have cannolis <laughs> at Italian McDonald's? I don't think there were cannolis. Oh. I'm not a hundred percent sure though. <laughs> but yeah, it was there. They had like these weird, like pastry type cookie type. Turtle, would things, you order like, a Mc like... cannoli if you're in uh, <laughs> Italian McDonald's? Yeah, yes, of course, I'd order two. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be on the dollar or euro menu or whatever the fuck they got over there. who knows uh, oh the other thing that's strange is they charge for condiments really? so for example if you want ketchup for your fries it costs money wow those cheap italian bastards that's crazy it, well i mean it's mcdonald's that's the cheap ones not the <laughs> yeah. if anything the italian people are paying through the nose for things that you get for free in the u.s well, make sure you uh, suck up, soak up all the Italian uh, fast food junk as you can uh, while you're here. Um, um, I don't have anything else. Anything else you guys want to talk about for the league this year? Any any highs, lows, comments, concerns, complaints? This would be the time to talk about that stuff. I'll just say congrats. Um, congrats to Giuseppe. I... Uh... I don't know how you did it, <laughs> but uh, a combination of Nick Chubb, Aaron Rodgers, and Mark Andrews carried you, uh, carried you through, and uh, and then another fucking title. I don't know what else to say. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, let's say that I had uh, championship aspirations in uh, September and October. <laughs> well, the early part of October, but then they they definitely fizzled pretty fast when I started losing players. A week after week but yeah i don't know how it happened either i won a few games that i probably shouldn't have and more importantly i think some of the guys ahead of me that probably should have won games didn't which kept me in the race and then the, the crazy thing about fantasy football especially in a year like this year is just get it get into the championship or in the playoffs and then you never know what's going to happen there's tons of guys 
who lost with ridiculous teams and tons of guys who won with guys like Justin Jackson and, you know, a bunch of other random assortments, especially a quarterback this year, because like, you just never know who to, who you can play on a weekend week out basis. I think this, this year, I would say the thing that was super important to have, if you could, is a really good kicker and a really good defense because those positions, you know, our team, well, I guess kickers are individuals, even though we get the team kicker, but you know, like they, they're a little bit, let's say more uh, resilient to the, to the COVID stuff. If you got a good one, because if it's like one or two guys in the defense gets it, okay, well the next man up type of thing. But man, if you lose like a running back or a wide receiver for two weeks, it's, it's devastating. But yeah, um, you know, thanks to everybody for, you know, participating in the league and everything else. You know, well, I'll figure out when we'll do the laundry at some point. Bishop, I think, already has the first edition of the mock draft out. If you do not have access to it, please reach out to him. Uh, I cannot give access to the file because he's the owner of it. So just be sure to, to ask him and and uh, and let him know. And I don't know. That's all I got to say, Tony. You heard it here first. Draft your kickers and defense early next season. I think that's uh, I think that's what I took away from your comment there. Just up. So. Great. <laughs> then it worked. Yes. Yes. Uh, I I apologize uh, to the listeners having to listen to me this entire season. I did my best. Uh, uh, thank you, Turtle, for uh, for continuing to waste time with me on Wednesday nights. I I enjoyed doing this podcast. Um, and, uh, thanks to Bishop for jumping in. I know it was, uh, kind of a, a late ad as Giuseppe had to leave the country. He's probably wanted by several law enforcement agencies. Um, but, uh, that, that was a huge help. And I think the show is better when you guys are talking more and I'm talking less. So we're going to continue to work on that. And I, I promise you this, I will have a new open for the show next season I know I've been lazy. I've, I've been using the, the same one that has Worm on it. Worm hasn't been on the show for like eight years, and uh, <laughs> you know we're still using that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna work in the lab and get a new one for next season. Uh, hopefully we'll we'll, we'll 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 improve. We'll make it more enjoyable for the league. And uh, I love this league. I hope it never dies. And uh, thanks everybody for all the participation. Hope you have a happy new year and we'll talk to you. Uh, what do you think around August? Maybe early. Yeah, probably August. We'll start doing shows since, you know, training camp will be in, in effect. We'll probably do a mock draft special. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So this has been the year end Super Bowl recap hybrid show. Fantasy football scoop and now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com.